Um, hello, everyone. Uh, let me introduce myself in the start. My name is uh, Hadi Malik Awad, and uh, I'm from Pakistan. Um, I'm 19 years old, and first of all, I would really, really like to thank Michael for inviting me on this podcast. And then I'd really, I really appreciate the idea of uh, this guest-driven podcast because uh, I believe that we don't have many of these. People usually, you know, the host asks you the questions and then you answer. But uh, I find this podcast really, really, really unique because uh, there are no questions you have to answer. Uh, you've got no transcript to write. Uh, you just say what you want to say and you be really, really candid about it, about your life, whatever you want to rant about, whatever you want to speak about your experiences and just generally about mental health uh, so now you know my name and uh, i'm going to give a little brief introduction about me about uh, who i am what i do um, right now i'm just a student i'm studying in a university and i'm studying uh, media studies right now um, i do have uh, talent as well I can sing. Um, uh, that's about it, I believe. Uh, if you want to hear me sing, if you want to hear my covers, I usually sing uh, Pakistani songs, uh, my cultural ones, because I really like the classical ones. They're not really classical, but I believe that uh, they're the pop songs. And I've, uh, I've actually sang a lot of genres, uh, to be honest. So uh, if you want to hear my covers, if you want to hear me sing, you can certainly follow me, give me a follow. You can certainly support me and listen to my songs. Uh, my username for Instagram is uh, Hadi Malikawan, same as my name right here. Uh, that would be the username. So I believe that this uh, was my introduction. and. Let's talk about mental health first. Now I'm going to tell you the global idea of mental health. First of all, I'm going to tell you about what I believe, what my perspectives, what my opinions are about mental health and how people are being treated globally. First of all, I believe uh, that mental health is something that people usually don't take seriously because they do have a self-defensive uh, mechanism uh, that actually, you know, it enables them to just ignore any problem, any problem in their system because we as humans, we generally don't take mental health seriously in the start. And I've seen a lot of people who haven't taken mental health seriously and it, it has put a serious toll on their health. Uh, usually when we feel something physically, uh, we do take it ser seriously. For example, if we fall off our bicycle and uh, we open up a wound, 
we're going to say that we're not feeling okay it hurts it doesn't feel really good so that is how we basically you know tell ourselves that something's not okay but if it is about our mental health we usually you know we usually ignore it we usually let it go but the problem with that is when we let go something uh it can turn into a serious problem and it can actually affect your physical health how you feel physically because i've seen people who have had a lot of mental health problems in their life and it has affect them physically it has affected their body it has affected their sleep it has affected uh, their appetite to be honest and their way their communication with other people um now i'm going to tell you about my mental health experience i'm you might think that i am 19 years old and and i've got a lot of years in me uh but i'm going to clear this fact right now that up till this age i have faced a lot of mental health issues a lot of serious mental health issues that i haven't even talked about uh with other people because it's uh i think it's something related to my personality i don't usually like to share much with other people because uh as i told you in the start it's our self defense mechanism that actually enables us to take everyone as a threat i'm not saying that bad people don't exist i'm just saying that good people do exist as well uh, good people with whom you could share uh your problems with right um generally when i was uh, about uh, let's start about i'm going to go way back ever since i was a child the first memory i remember um well uh, when you're a child you're basically enjoying every moment because uh, there's not much knowledge you have about life about other people you haven't experienced that much you haven't experienced the heartbreaks you haven't uh, experienced loss in general and i believe that that is a really important aspect and you can use that for your benefit right now as well now let's explain let me explain why we were actually you know very happy when we were children why we were happy why did we enjoy everything why was everything so blissful why was everything so euphoric and here is a very simple explanation that i can give to you that why everything felt so good when we were young and there is one word that i'm going to say it's going to be present when we were children we were so much present we never thought about the past we never thought about the worries about the future we were just deeply engaged in the present moment all we saw was the present and that is why we felt so happy we felt so blissful being present makes you 
feel really better about life because uh, generally when i'd say to become more present people do say that we are present i mean we are present but we don't feel good and let me tell you something you think that you are present but you are not present and why because whenever we are thinking of something we are not present or we are thinking something we are not engaged in the moment that is in front of us we are thinking about either the past or we are thinking about the future and that is what i believe that this is a general misconception that people have that about being present that they think they're always present and they do not feel good but, but let me tell you something when you're present you feel amazing you feel absolutely blissful like uh it's very hard for me to explain it in words because uh it is a feeling unlike uh anything else when you're present you feel really good you feel the air you feel the vibe uh everything tastes better when you drink water you feel so energized you feel so good uh that even you might not be able to put it into the words and uh let me tell you something how did i learn uh to be present uh i wasn't such a present person back then because i have had a lot of uh problems with myself mentally and it all started when i read a book uh the power of now by eckhart tolle and uh, let me tell you something it was a life changer because uh it actually taught me how to be more present how to be more aware awareness is the key awareness is the key about life awareness is the key to be happy and there is a not really much of a strategy to be happy like you do not need to do certain tasks to be happy you do not need to commit to certain things to be happy uh you know you do not need to succeed to be happy because i know that being successful feels good i know that doing something feels great but the thing is to be actually happy you do not need all of those things you can be happy right now this very moment i can tell you that you can be happy let me follow follow this up with a little bit of exercise let me tell you how to be present right now in this very moment it's going to be a little hard for you i'm going to be very realistic it's going to be a little hard for you right now but you're going to get just the glimpse of being present right now what i want you to do right now is to close your eyes just close them and any thought that comes across your mind you're going to observe it from a third person's view you're not going to observe it from a first person's view you're not going to act you're not going to react on those thoughts what you're going to do is just see those thoughts pass by your mind 
like a slideshow. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just do not listen to the thoughts. Just observe that they exist and let them go. If you did this right now, do it right now. If you did this right now, you must, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive that you had a glimpse of how it feels to be present. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel so blissful? I'm sure it does. Uh, now let's move on to something. Let's move on to my experiences with life till this moment. I started going through mental health problems uh, back in 2016 when I lost my father suddenly. Um, I'm going to revisit the experience right now while you guys hear me talk about it. It does make me a bit emotional, to be honest, because uh, when you think of something, you eventually start to feel it. Uh, but I do like to look back, but I do not like to live in the past. You can look back to the past to make your present more better, present better, in fact. But living in the past that's not the right thing to do uh what happened was basically when uh, uh i think it was sunday uh i don't really remember what day it is but i do remember the date it was first october 2016. Um, just like always i had no problems with life i did uh go through uh, my first heartbreak back then but I did think that it was a very big deal I really thought that it was a very big deal uh, but eventually you just you have to let go of things and I did like I did a wrong thing I did not let go of that and that was something that I I went through the consequences of it later I'm going to tell you about it uh, in a while in a few moments but first let me tell you about what happened I was just watching random YouTube videos on my laptop and I wasn't really doing anything until I heard a few screams and it was my mother she was screaming and my heart started pounding really fast because uh, I did not know that what is happening. And I, then I came forward and she told me uh, that something has happened to your dad. Uh, he's not speaking. He's just lying down. And let me tell you how it felt. I was right outside the room. She was, I was 15 that time I was 15 years old I was right outside that room and uh, my mother told me to just come into the room and check uh, what's happening something's wrong and I'm standing there 
I'm just making so many conclusions in my head. I'm just making so many stories in my head about what I was going to see. And that was the moment that I told myself, I counted to three, I counted to one, two, three, and I just went inside the room. And when I went inside the room, I saw my dad lying on the bed and he wasn't breathing. Uh, then uh, what I did, uh, there was that was absolute, let me remind you, there was absolute chaos in the room. Everybody was screaming, everybody was panicking. And I had my first panic attack at that very moment. I had my first panic attack. Um, I gave my father CPR. And I think it took one breath. Uh, I think uh, that made me think that he was actually alive at that very moment. But just one second later, uh, there was no response, absolute no response. I checked his pulse and I could not hear anything. I could not feel anything. I could not feel a heartbeat at all. Now, what I want to do, I was basically, I was just uh, with my mother right at that moment. And I did not know what to do because I was a child back and it was the first time I was uh, experiencing that. My, gra my grandfather died just a few months before, but that was something he died of an illness. So when someone's in illness, you know that they're going to go. You do prepare yourself mentally for it. But this was something sudden because when I just woke up in the morning and I asked my dad what date was it, he told me it was 1st October. You just talked to him a few hours ago and then you go inside the room and you and that person can't breathe. That was just a very traumatic experience for me. And I did not know I could not find the right words to tell my mother that I could not feel his pulse right now. He isn't breathing. Uh, we did call the ambulance. Uh, I immediately called the ambulance. And uh, when I uh, took out my phone and I called them, I was really panicking. And I told the ambulance, I was like, something's happened to my dad. He's not breathing. They, they kept on asking what happened, what happened. They were prolonging it and I kept on crying and I kept on screaming that something's happening to my dad. He's not okay. Just bring an ambulance right now. Bring it right now. Just do it. And when the ambulance came, it was uh, too late. But I still didn't, I did not have the guts to tell my mother that, uh, my father was not breathing, that he was not alive, he was not with us anymore, that he was gone forever. I could not tell her, I could not look her in the eyes and I could not tell her that he is gone forever. So I let uh, the health workers take him to the hospital because uh, I never really ran out of hope. I believe that miracles do happen and it's God that makes the miracles happen. So I prayed. Uh, I went to the hospital and I was uh, right outside and I was just praying right outside his room that please God just bring him back just give us a miracle just bring him back to life 
Um, but after about two, three minutes, the nurse came out and she told me that uh, I'm very sorry, but we could not save him. And that time, I was standing straight, but what was going on inside me, only I would know how I was feeling. It felt like my body was on fire, felt like my brain had exploded. It felt like I had lost control of every part of my body. I had lost control of my hand. I had lost control of my feet, of my thoughts, everything. And to be very honest with you, uh, I had only seen uh, this seen in front of me in movies before that the nurse came to the people and told me could not save him. I did not see it in real life and when I saw it in real life it felt so terrible. Even I don't have the words right now to express it way better. I could not breathe. I could not speak. All I could hear was my mother crying right beside me and all the other people that made it to the hospital. I heard them crying. It was such a traumatic experience. And then uh, when we went back to home, I saw so many people. And basically, all of the people jumped on me. Everybody hugged me. Everybody asked me. Everybody told me that it's going to be okay. Some people made very terrifying remarks uh, that really hurt me at that very moment because I'm a because I was a child, and to be honest, you don't really say absurd things to a child. You don't tell them that this is a major loss for you. I don't know how you're gonna hold up the next few years. You don't tell you don't tell that to someone who just lost uh, someone so close to them. But eventually, I let that go as well. I am going to end the story right now and I'm going to move on uh, a little forward what happened after my father's death. I was pretty numb and rarely I smiled. I was so shocked that I could not cry at that very moment. But I did cry. I did cry a lot. I cried my heart out, but I just couldn't do it at that moment. And people really took the advantage of that. People really told me that, I mean, people said things like, you're not sad, you're not affected by this demise. I mean, that these are pretty rude remarks. But deep down, I cried a lot. Uh, I cried in my room. And then, uh, the, the real sorrow struck me when I went into his room and I saw it empty. I didn't see him over there. And that was the loudest I've ever cried. Um, I took everything apart. I threw the bed sheet. I basically made a mess out of that room. 
because it was so hard for me to accept it. It was so hard for me to tell my friends that my father was not there anymore. That he had died. Well, my friends were of a lot of support to me. At that time, they had supported me a lot. They had helped me. And they were there with me uh, the whole night. And that support, I believe that that support helped me a lot. It helped me to cope up. Well, you know, when someone passes away in your family, someone close, it might be your father, it might be your friend, it might be anybody close to you. There are after effects of that. And those after effects could last for years, for decades even. And for, for about from 2016 to about 2018, 19, I believe, for the next three to four years, um, I still felt his loss. I still felt that he wasn't there. I still felt that uh, that I did not have my dad with me anymore. That was something that, whenever I thought about it, struck me apart. Um, I'd see people with uh, their fathers. I'd uh, hear my friends talking about their fathers, and I really felt that he wasn't there. And to be really honest, I've cried a lot at times that it wasn't even possible to cry. Like, you're in a very happy moment, but then you realize that he's not there to see it, he's not there to witness it, and you just start crying. I had so many problems with uh, my studies. I had so many problems with focusing, because every time I would closed my eyes, I'd see his demise. I'd see that moment. I'd go back to that moment of him laying down on that bed and not being able to breathe. I just go back to that moment where he suddenly died. But however, as time passed, you know, uh, people heal as the time passes. You can't really change the nature. That is how the world works. Eventually you do heal after the time passes, as time progresses. That is uh, I guess that is the beauty of time. As time passes, things change. You feel much better. Well, uh, I had realized later on in life, about two, three years later, that I had this capability of uh, helping people because uh, I really loved to listen to other people, listen to other people's problems, listen to their worries, and provide them with some solutions and just generally make them feel better. I mean, I'm not the guy who would, who would compel you to do something like I wouldn't uh, say this to someone that uh, you need to do this to be happy, you need to do this to cope up with this. I just say, I just present my opinion that I think that you might need to do this. You might need to stop talking that, to that person. I think you might need to stop thinking that much. It was just 
an opinion for me but it, in the end it really depends on the person if they're applying it or not in their life it, it completely depends on them well i really love i still do in fact uh, uh, i've learned about lots of stuff i've heard a lot lots on lots of problems of other people and uh, i'm not that type of person who would really you know attract bad energy when people tell me problems i'd rather you know i'd rather uh, express myself with them i'd rather spread my positive energy towards them i'd rather shift not shift but i'd share my energy with them to feel better uh, in short words um, well right now something happened so i'm going to give you a really good tip about something uh, whenever you forget something whenever you're in between an argument or something and you do not know what to say you can always use silence as your filler you do not need to use filler words because then your words would lose their meaning so you could whenever you feel something whenever you feel like you uh you've forgotten something or you do not know what to speak about right now just give yourself a moment just breathe and then when you have the right words you say it just use the silence for a while don't use filler words well right now what i'm doing is uh i really knew how to sing before as well but i didn't really sing that much oh and let me tell you something i do not have a transcript with me right now i absolutely have no idea what to talk about i'm just saying whatever comes into my mind i'm just expressing myself i'm just trying my best to express myself to say what i want to say to deliver my message to the people so yeah i'm just going to speak about random things i'm going to drift off the topic uh, many times while i speak yeah so i eventually found out my purpose in life just recently when uh my quarantine started uh, when my quarantine started i had this huge panic attack where i couldn't breathe for a long time it was i had a hard time breathing because i think it was the anxiety that i that took over me at that moment and i wouldn't say that that was a traumatic experience i would say that it was traumatic to some extent but it eventually led to me realizing so many different things it led me to uh open up my mind to being enlightened spiritually i started uh reading a lot of articles i started reading a lot lots of stuff to uh on healing and that's uh, what i do right now i seek and i will always seek i will always seek knowledge i always look up on random topics i always listen to other people i whenever they feel like correcting me i always listen to them i do not let my 
uh, self-defense mechanism take over me and say that, no, nah, I mean, what I'm saying is right. I just listen to them and I gather as much knowledge as possible. I like to think my think of myself as a seeker that I always seek knowledge and I will always believe that there isn't any amount of knowledge that is enough. You will always end up getting knowledge throughout your life. And that's what I'm going to say about beliefs. Uh, whenever you're about to create a new belief, do not create it 100%. Believe something 99% and leave that 1% so you could mold your belief later on if you discover something else, if you seek, uh, because that is going to help you seek more knowledge. You're not going to be, you know, stuck at one point, stuck on one thing. You're not going to be stubborn about one thing. You're going to seek as much knowledge as possible. And that's what I do. Whatever I seek, whatever I learn, whatever I hear, I convey that message to other people. I talk to them about it. And if it's something really good, if it's something really enlightening, I usually do tweet about it. And I, I do have a lot of friends who I uh, speak to about what I've learned every day. Because every day I'm learning new things about life, new things about how to live, new things, new steps on how to be more present. And I believe that no knowledge is enough. You will always need more knowledge. You will always need to seek more knowledge. And that is going to make you a really humble person. If you're a seeker, you're generally, naturally, you're going to be a very humble person because when you're a seeker, you don't really, you're not really stubborn with people. You listen to them. You open your heart and you listen to them as much as possible. You read things. You open yourself to all kinds of knowledge. I mean, you have your own beliefs, but you still gather as much knowledge as possible. And the best way, you know, to do something with knowledge is, first of all, whenever you gather knowledge, you start practicing it so you know that if it really works or not, because you're the only person that's going to know if something's working or not. And then secondly, it's, when you have so much knowledge, when you have wisdom, you need to spread it to other people. You need to express it to them. You need to do it for the greater good of humanity. And that's uh, what I do. That's what I, at least that's what I try to do. I help people as much as possible. And I help them unconditionally. I do not, I do not want anything in return. And even when I do learn something, I'm not going to, you know, make people beg for that knowledge. I'm always going to express it to them very effortlessly. I'm always going to, you know, uh, express myself. I'm always going to convey my message free of cost. I'm doing it for the greater good and honestly I want other people to do this as well I want other people to have empathy in them and I've 
came across different types of people throughout my throughout these 19 years i've seen empaths i see i've even came across sociopaths a lot and and that basically explains me that in a world where bad people exist then good people must exist too because ev- like there is an opposite of everything if the opposite to being happy is being sad then you can get the further idea that yeah if good people exist then bad people exist too that is the proof of it and now let me move on to something really important let me move on to something that is really going to help you a lot and it has helped me it has absolutely helped me and has done wonders for me up till now and it is the power of imagination whatever you think you bring that into your life you absolutely bring that into your life so make sure that you always monitor your thoughts and i'm not saying i'm not saying think negative i'm not saying to and i'm not even saying to not think negative and be positive all the time because if you're the downside of being positive all the time because positivity can also be toxic it could be really unrealistic so you do not i'm not telling you to be positive all the time i'm telling you to be realistic i'm telling you to monitor your thoughts all the time there's nothing wrong with having negative thoughts in fact it's a good thing because when you have negative negative thoughts you actually know that this is not what i want and then you move on to something positive think that this is what i want now the best way to you know reprogram yourself is to just monitor your thoughts every day whatever you're thinking and if it's something negative you just think the opposite of it like if you're worried about someone texting you back then you do not need to think that what if that person does not text me back you can you it's better to think that what if that person does text me back right you need to think the opposite you need to think the positive version of it and that is going to hardwire your brain to just automatically you know think something positive because naturally we do not automatic we are automatic thoughts are not generally positive if they're negative so when you hardwire yourself when you monitor your thoughts and you change them and when you replace them with positive thoughts you're going to witness a change in your mindset almost immediately and here's an exercise for all of you who are listening to me what you can do is uh, whenever you wake up stand in front of the mirror look at yourself in the eyes and tell and for the first thing you're going to do you're going to do three three things right first thing you're going to do is tell yourself that for example take your name for example i look i'm looking myself in the mirror right now and i say hadi i'm proud 
that you're helping people. I'm proud that you're pursuing something in life, right? You're going to, every day you're going to tell yourself seven things that you're proud of. Then the second thing you're going to do is that, Adi, I forgive you for, and then you add seven other things. And then the third thing in the end, you're going to look yourself into the eyes in the mirror and you're going to say, Adi, I commit to you that and then you're going to insert seven other things and you're going to do this every day and i promise you i absolutely promise you that it is going to work have faith in it it is going to work you're going to have you're going to witness a massive change in your mindset and it's going to be a positive change you're going to feel really better you're going to feel refreshed you're going to feel more present about life that helps with your self-esteem as well And I think I'm going to move on to uh, concluding this podcast. But before I conclude it, I'm going to uh, just say a few sentences. And what I want to say is to be, uh, is to just be kind. I'm not telling you to be the nice guy or to be the nice person. Because, you know, if you're too nice, people might want to take, advantage of you i'm just telling you to be kind if you think you're kind then be a little more kind just be kinder right do one kind deed every day tell people you're grateful to have them tell them you love them tell someone that you're grateful to have them tell someone that you actually love them if you appreciate something about somebody do not hold back tell them that Man, I really appreciate this. If someone looks good, tell them don't hold back. And I promise this is for your own good. If you help yourself, eventually you're going to help the society. And that's how this works. That's how this world works. And I believe that uh, this marks the end of of the podcast i'm going to conclude this right now it was very nice uh, to express myself fully i haven't done this in a long while and right now i feel great i feel awesome right now and i'm grateful that i got this opportunity to really present myself to really express myself as much as possible so have faith in the good be kind and be grateful for whatever you have thank you well thank you so much for coming on to the show and sharing your journey Hadi um, I really appreciate you taking the time Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure.